is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Powered by JTR Roofing. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Senate Republicans say they'll be able to confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court before the November election. Bob Agnew reports. The Senate Judiciary Committee says it will start its hearings on Barrett on October 12th. Confirming a Supreme Court justice is a process that normally takes about three months. But Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham and other Republicans see several reasons why Barrett could pass muster in just one month. The biggest advantage is that she underwent a thorough vetting by judiciary just three years ago. That leaves the committee now with little more to do than reviewing the decision she's made since winning confirmation as an appellate court judge back in 2017. Bob Agnew report. Also at townhall.com, a New York Times story alleges President Trump paid just $750 in federal income taxes the year he ran for president and in his first year of the White House. The president calls it bogus. The New York Times has been doing fake story after fake story. I've never seen anything like it. And people understand it. And people, that's why the, the media has such a low approval rating now because of what they've done. It's really a shame. The subject's sure to come up in Tuesday's first presidential debate with Joe Biden. Meanwhile, two former GOP presidential candidates are helping the president prepare for his debate. The president says his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie are assisting him with debate prep. He says each of them has been playing Biden in their practice sessions. Mr. Trump says he hasn't prepped a lot because answering questions from White House reporters keeps him sharp. This whole thing, though, is debate prep. You know, what I do is debate prep every day. I'm taking questions from you people all the time. The president and Biden will face each other in the first presidential debate Tuesday night here in Ohio. Greg Clugston, Cleveland. Stocks remain higher. The Dow up 467 points. The Nasdaq 124 points higher. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, and when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. Like It Matters Radio with Scott V. Black coming up next year on a Monday just after 11 a.m. in the KingdomBuilders.com Weather Center. Thank you so much for sticking with us. And don't forget, we've got a big night tomorrow night. It's live presidential debate coverage from Cleveland. We've got Trump v. Biden. We're going to carry it all, even the push-up contest. It's 8 to 9.30 tomorrow night. All of our election night coverage is presented by Alpha News. Join us here on Freedom 1570 at 8 p.m. tomorrow for live debate coverage. The forecast calls for a mix of sun and clouds and a high near 60. 
Hey there, Twin Cities. This is Amanda and Rob from Eye on the Target Radio. Join us every Sunday evening from 4 to 6 for your home for everything Second Amendment on Eye on the Target Radio. Yeah, I can trust you to at least know the name of our show. (laughs) Yeah, some of that is a little bit tricky. We are here on Freedom 1570. Tune in. Live every Sunday evening from 4 to 6 on Freedom 1570. Ringing liberty and truth. Hi, PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. Are you in need of a new washer and dryer, a new stove, dishwasher, or refrigerator? Do you prefer top brands like LG, Frigidaire, Whirlpool? Are you dragging your feet due to the cost and feeling like more often than not you'd be overpaying for these appliances? Well, here at PJ's, we've solved that problem for you. Our clients, many of whom are listeners to this station as well, have already saved hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars by shopping at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Our everyday standard pricing is 40 to 70% less than the average appliance store. We're not talking the inflated MSRP pricing. We're talking real, everyday pricing. So before you purchase an appliance, it's well worth a quick visit to our store to see what we have in stock and how much money we can save you. At PJ's, we proudly offer basic and extended warranty options, along with professional appliance delivery and removal services. Go to PJsApplianceOutlet.com. That's PJsApplianceOutlet.com where every deal is a steal. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, uh, we're, we got a good show for you. We always have a good show for you, right? I shouldn't say that. It's very redundant because by nature, Like It Matters Radio, which is inspiration, education, and application, uh, is an hour of power, we like to call it. We work on your noodle, work on your noggin. You know, the one organ we have that never has to deteriorate. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to work that muscle extra hard because America's crazy, man. It is crazy. Yeah, I mean, man, Sam Kinison must be screaming and rolling over in his grave because uh, it is a crazy world. And you know what makes it so crazy? What we believe. You know, America is so much different. I believe the height of American history uh, was the 80s. You know, Ronald Reagan, you know, music, MTV came out. It wasn't soft porn. And, you know, back then it was just music videos. Now it's porn. But uh, it was a good time. It was freedom, Gorbachev and, and Reagan and Thatcher. It was just really, really beautiful times. Yeah, I would like to go back to the 80s. Yeah, go back to the 80s. And, but you know what's different today versus the 80s? What we believe. Think about it, what we believe about the Founding Fathers, what we believe about God, uh, what we believe about family, what we believe about police officers, which is interesting. See, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Uh, And Dr. Adler, a famous psychologist, says that by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. 
And so you got to realize that's why the you know people do affirmations all the time, and, and there's some validity to it because what you hear and what you listen to over and over is what you believe, and what you believe dictates everything you do or do not do. Matter of fact, John, I think Stuart Smalley agrees with me. Why don't you share Stuart Smalley with him? I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Logical. Logical. See, Stuart Smalley knows as he looks himself in the mirror with that smiley little face, right? See, what we listen to over and over and over, we believe. That's why it's a battle of the mind. You know, the, the, the real battle is in the mind. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And those thoughts make us feel things. Remember, the body releases 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals make you feel. They make you feel turned on, turned off, make you feel angry, make you feel excited, make you feel bitter, make you feel sad, make you feel happy. And those chemicals are released based on three things. But the primary reason is what we're thinking about. And here's the problem, player. We've been played. Uh, We are being played, player. Uh, The political world knows how the unconscious mind works. They're going to get you as angry as possible. Yeah, because when you're angry, you vote. So that's what this whole Black Lives Matter thing. They got to make you believe that black people are hated in America, that black people are being targeted in America, that cops wake up every day and go to their meetings at their precincts with black people all in those meetings. And they all talk about how they're going to kill black people today. I mean, LeBron James says he goes to sleep in his $100 million mansion and will afraid to wake up. You know, as LeBron James goes out with his security in his uh, 100,000, 200,000 vehicles, he's afraid. What if I get pulled over? Oh, why do you hate us, America? Leave the black people alone, America. That's LeBron James playing his fiddle. Yeah, LeBron doesn't play a fiddle. He pays someone to play his fiddle because he's a he's a wealthy man. He's an advantaged man. But you got to know, when you're telling black people all the time that cops are out to get you, that they're gunning for you, that they're going to kill you, that they're going to do this, that they're going to do that, how do you think someone's going to act? Not that we would ever lie to people, right? Did you know that the person who invented blood plasma, or actually the transfusion, I should say, God invented blood plasma, but the transfusion uh, was a black man? Cool. Charles R. Drew. Yeah, he was an incredible man. I've studied him a little bit. Charles R. Drew was a black surgeon who pioneered techniques for preserving blood plasma that saved countless lives during World War II. Later, he became medical director of Freedman's Hospital in Washington, D.C. In 1950, while driving three other black doctors to a conference in Alabama, Drew fell asleep at the wheel. The car swerved and rolled over, breaking his neck and crushing his chest. According to legend, make sure you hear that part. According to legend... He desperately needed a blood transfusion, but doctors at a hospital in Burlington, North Carolina, who were white, refused to admit him because he was black and he died. Now, this story is told in several black history books. Yeah, in America today, we don't teach real history. We teach revised history. But in many black history books, this story is repeated. It's been repeated by Dick Gregory, among others. But here's the fact. It's not true. It's a lie. Morris spoke with Dr. John Ford, one of the pastors in Drew's cars, another black man. We all received, this is what Ford said, we all received the very best of care. The doctor started treating us immediately. Drew didn't receive a transfusion, not because he was black and the doctors were white, but because his injuries wouldn't permit it. 
He had a superior vena caval syndrome. Blood was blocked getting back to his heart from his brain and upper extremities, Ford said. To give him a transfusion would have killed him quicker, sooner. Even the most heroic efforts couldn't have saved him. I can truly say that no efforts were spared in the treatment of Dr. Drew, and contrary to popular myth, the fact that he was a Negro did not in any way limit the care that was given to him. That was a quote by his fellow black doctor, Dr. Ford. But here's another one. The Drew story is similar to one told about blues singer Bessie Smith. She, too, supposedly bled to death after an auto accident when, again, listen, notice the pattern, when a white hospital refused to admit her a black woman. The alleged incident, which occurred in Mississippi in 1937, was even the subject of a play by Edward Albee, but as Morris notes, though the whole truth will probably never be known, it is certain she did not die this way. Morse's efforts notwithstanding, I'll bet these macabre legends won't die for a lifetime either. And that's by Cecil Adams, and he writes for something at straightdope.com. <laughs> only, only in America Day. Straightdope.com. Cecil at straightdope.com. Why does this matter? Because nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map reality. And right now, people like LeBron James are encouraging black people to attack and kill law enforcement officers. People like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, all their outcome is is to get Biden elected, is to get back control of the executive branch, which is, controls the government, to put it in the progressive wing. This is what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. You're being played, player. Read the book, um, um, the, the Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. It talks about how advertisers know how we work unconsciously with their slogans, with their jingles, with their commercials. They even put chemicals into products that have no benefit at all. Actually, now we're finding out years later that have a harmful effect. All because you believe that if your toothpaste fizzles, it works better. Or you believe if your shampoo has more bubbles, it's cleaning better. And I'm going to tell you right now, those two things I brought up are examples that he brings up that have no nutritional value at all to those products. But because you think that makes them better, they put them in there to feed your unconscious belief system that their product is better than it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to deal with the truth. We do truth therapy on this radio. And Jesus Christ said the truth will set you free. But it was Charles Garfield that added the addendum. But first, it'll make you miserable. But if you know the God of the universe, the God of the Bible, the risen king himself, there might be misery tonight, crying tonight. But joy comes in the morning. So after the break, we're going to be joined by a special guest, John Jay. He's with Law Enforcement Times, a radio broadcast. We're going to talk about LEOs, law enforcement officers, and the LET today on Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. We'll be back in three minutes. No one ever makes a billion dollars. Life in capitalism mm. you always take ends a billion in dollars. billionaires. This thing that we live in starves people. That's enough. Put down the mic. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel. 
In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, The World After Trump, on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Stream it today at SalemNow.com. Stay safe in your home with a $4,000 chairlift, now half off for just $2,000 through this special offer from Starlift and this station. There's just one half-price chairlift available. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and half-price offers, or call the station now. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, you know, we've, we've been really focusing the last couple of weeks on, on culture issues, on what's going on. You know, it's a, I'm a goal setter. Uh, I, I'm a psychologist. Well, technically, I'm a counselor. I don't have a degree to call myself a psychologist, but uh, counselor. But I study psychology of the mind, how the mind works, how the brain works, how the body system works together. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I do all those things, and we, we help with psychotherapy. We help with PTSD, depression, all that. But, you know, when the cities are on fire, uh, when people can't even look at each other without disgust, uh, when divorce rates are going through the roof and uh, people can't leave their home for fear 
uh, it's kind of the other stuff doesn't seem to matter as much. Uh, because if you know anything about the hierarchy of needs, our basic needs is, is survival, security. And when that's at question, when that's uh, not sure of, all of a sudden the other stuff about how much money you make and what your plans are in 10 years for your business uh, don't really seem to matter because I wonder if you'll even have a business. And so we've been focusing. We've uh, had some great uh, conservative candidates uh, on joining us that happen to be black. Uh, we've uh, uh, done a lot of issues basically with what's going on in the Black Lives Matter, with Antifa. Uh, we're, we're, we're covering real-life issues. And so we want to keep going with that. And today we want to focus in on our LEOs, Law Enforcement Officers. Uh, And there is an organization out there that I had connected with on LinkedIn called Law Enforcement Today. Uh, And the gentleman's name was Mr. Greenberg, and I I followed him on LinkedIn. And um, LinkedIn banned him, banned him uh, because, uh, honestly, because he's an LEO. And because right now the the mantra in the world is uh, cops are bad and everybody else is good, and that's a lie from the pit of hell. But here's the problem, as I said in the first segment. Our beliefs take priority, and everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief. And if you're told that when you see lights in your rearview mirror that that person is going to kill you, going to harm you, hate you, you're going to respond much different than someone that knows that those lights behind us are there to serve us and protect us. And so we want to focus on law enforcement today, uh, and we also want to fo- focus in on our law enforcement officers. And so with us, we are blessed to have a, a gentleman who uh, has a radio program just like mine, syndicated in uh, over 40 cities. It's called Law Enforcement uh, Today, I believe. And let's uh, welcome to the radio show, John Jay. Welcome, John. Mr. Black, thank you very much for being here. Well, pleasure to be a guest yeah. on your show. Very much appreciated. Well, you know, uh, I have the utmost respect uh, for law enforcement officers. I, I've been in training field for 30 years, John, and uh, I have had uh, hundreds, uh, maybe a thousand, I don't know, but hundreds of law enforcement officers. I did a lot of training for the Metropolitan Police Department. My background's in neurolinguistic programming, so about eye movement patterns and how to tell someone's lying or not lying. So uh, I've done a lot of work with cops. I've, I've helped a lot with PTSD. I, I've talked down a few cops on the phone from having a gun at their own head uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning. So what you guys do is an awesome responsibility. It's uh, Most people couldn't handle it. They wouldn't do it. And so I thought we'd have you on today just to talk about, uh, have a personal interview here, talk about the role of law enforcement, to talk about what you do with law enforcement today, because I think it's great. And, uh, you know, I was reading your little bio here, and it says that you were a member of the Baltimore Police Department from 1980 to 1992. You worked in a high crimes uh, area your entire career. You were detailed with the DEA and also uh, worked as a special deputy U.S. Marshal for about a year and a half. Uh, you provided backup on numerous violent drug organizations. You were assigned to work on a large and very violent Jamaican drug or- organization. That's incredible in Baltimore and uh, extended to Miami. And I love here you'd put down during your career you were involved in four shootings where the suspects were trying to shoot you. <laughs> the first two, you never returned fire. The last two were long, drawn-out gunfights. I, I want to ask you something because, you know, I teach perceptual positions and what's lacking today, John, is understanding. You know, I believe if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, that that puts us in a position to have a better relationship. So I just wonder, as a law enforcement officer, as a do-gooder, as someone that was called to help, 
What is that like? What is going through your head when you're in an extended gun battle? I mean, what is that? What is what is going on? What 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 what's that experience like? First of all, it's the only thing that really goes through your mind because it happens so fast. At least for me, was I want to survive and I'll do whatever it takes to survive. Um, the the misconception that people have is that these things are thought out and planned out. They happen so fast, so unexpectedly. Uh, and in the first two, I knew immediately it wasn't the appropriate thing to do to return fire because it just instinctually you knew. Um, and, and same with close calls. You just know. You can you can tell sometimes. Sometimes you can't. Uh, the second two, it was, look, it became obvious this man is trying to kill me. And one of them, I can tell you, uh, the thought went through my mind is this man's trying to murder me. I'm going to die, but it won't be tonight and it won't be because of him. I'm going to go home wow. to my family. And if wow. he doesn't, that's just the way it's going to have to be. Thank God everybody survived. Amen. And I just can't even understand, man. Your life is online. By the way, as I was reading further, you said uh, the last one of the four, you said involved the typical, and you put in parentheses, unarmed. And I want to address that because I think that's important. Uh, the typical unarmed, a term used by activists in the news media. So he actually had no weapon, but attempted to get one from you, right? I mean, what, what, was, right. what happened there? Uh, it was a stolen car, and he was transporting large amounts of crack cocaine in the car. And they traveled to different areas. So I was following him, and he eventually wrecked. I got the guy out of the car uh, at gunpoint, had him on the ground, and was attempting to try to reholster my service weapon, at which time he pushed him and me off the ground and was screaming and got a hold of my service weapon with both hands and was trying to turn it wow. towards my face. Uh, and thankfully, that was back in the days of service revolver, and every round in that gun was fired off, many towards my face some towards oh, him. Wow. I couldn't relinquish control of the weapon, otherwise I'd be killed. Uh, oh, wow. And it was just literally a fight for your life. So at the beginning, he was unarmed. Then he was armed with my weapon, as well as I was. And then he escaped, and we caught him a couple blocks away. Uh, I oh, thought wow. I sprained my wrist. And after multiple surgeries and steel plates, uh, the cartilage of my wrist was destroyed just from the fight, just from the wow. fight over the weapon. That's how intense it was. Wow, that's a study. How often does something like that happen? When you hear this thing about unarmed uh, people being shot, how many times, I mean, the, the, the Jason, Bla uh, what is it, uh, is it Joseph Blake? I can't think of his first name, but the Blake. He technically didn't have a weapon, but he had told that he had a, a knife. Uh, we believe he was reaching for a knife. But how often is an unarmed, when it's called unarmed, really that person's attempting to take your weapon or they have a weapon close at hand they're working to get to? Is that more often than not what's going on? Quite often. I don't have the exact numbers, Scott. I can tell you this. Uh, the police officers who are shot in the United States yearly, a good percentage of them are shot with their own weapon. Uh, as a matter of fact, through our police career, mine in particular, uh, so much of our training was on weapon retention when someone's trying to take it from you, whether it's still holstered, uh, whether you have a shoulder holster, whether you have it in the, the service issue uniform holster or uh, in your hand. Uh, you have to pay particular attention to this can be used against you and against other people. And throughout history, we've had numerous police that have been shot and killed with their own weapons. Uh, and, and it's sheriffs, it's police officers, it's big city, it's rural areas, it's federal agents. It's all across the board. As a matter of fact, it's international problem. And these guys wow. train in prison on how to do that. They train continually wow. on how to do that. 
Wow. And that's what happened in Atlanta. I remember watching the video, stunned, with a, the, I think Marbury, whatever the guy's name was, where he was passed out drunk in his car at the Wendy's, uh, got him out, everything was friendly, and then the guy just flipped and started attacking. I mean, I've seen him punch cops, roll around, and then he grabs off the, 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 the um, what is it, the, not the uh, revolver, but he grabbed his, uh, the thing that electrocutes him, I can't think of what it's called now. Taser, yeah. And he's chase, running, and he turns around, you can see him turn around and shoot it at them. Uh, and right. but yet he was technically an unarmed person. Uh, that's exactly well. It's, the news media reports these stories from it's headline driven, uh, and it and it starts with the end of the story. Officer shoots man. It doesn't start with the 150 choices that the suspect made beforehand, all of which could have prevented this from occurring. Yep, stunning. I always tell people that I said, listen, I have a. a, a Fail-proof plan, a, a way that you can exponentially reduce the chances of you being shot or killed by a police officer. Do what they say. Don't fight with yeah. them. Don't, don't attempt to steal their weapon. Don't run from them. Don't jump in your car and run them over. I guarantee you that your chances of going to jail safely are exponentially increased. My, my dad, I, I was raised, I'm 55. How old are you, John? 62. Okay, so you're seven years older. My dad taught me a long time ago. He said, listen, you follow instructions, whether it be a law enforcement officer or a teacher. You do what they say, and if there's a problem, you come home and tell me I'll deal with it. But if you don't respond with respect to those authorities, I'm going to beat your – he said something really hard I can't say on the radio when you get home. I mean, I, was, I had respect beaten into me as a kid. Probably you had a similar environment. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest yeah. with you, God, we learned that from our, our, our the kids we grew up with as well. If I disrespected yeah. a, a neighbor girl, her brothers would come talk to me. If she didn't have yep. brothers, the other guys in the neighborhood would come talk to me. And, and sometimes it wasn't friendly. But we learned very quickly about respecting each other and their boundaries. And you just don't do yeah. certain things to people. No, and there's no respect. I saw in New York City the pictures of cops being doused with water, people running up behind them, taking off, and no one even, they didn't even respond to it. And I see those things, and as a human being, it breaks my heart. But we're getting ready to go to a hard break. Uh, so stay on the line, John. We're looking forward to talking to you. I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking with John Jay, host of Law Enforcement Today. We'll be back in three minutes. your mother had a loud bark. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. 
Attention, this is a real estate ad. If you are thinking of buying or selling, please listen closely. My name is Alex Hartman of Remax Results. I am a like-minded, loyal listener to this radio station. I have a proven track record of results, having sold thousands of homes over 30-plus years. But most important, in this day and age of big real estate teams pushing crazy gimmicks and guarantees, when you call me, you get me and only me. No gimmicks, no anonymous team members, just one-on-one service and results. When you work with me, you can rest assured the buck stops right here. I have your back. I'm the only agent you communicate with from start to finish. I'm 100% accountable to you. So if you're thinking of buying or selling this season and you like the idea of working with an agent who shares your views, an agent who will work diligently on your behalf every step of the way, then call me today for a free no-obligation consultation. Just go to resultsbyalex.com, resultsbyalex.com. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Again, that's resultsbyalex.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. We will be a country of generosity and warmth, but we will also be a country of law and order. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're focusing on our LEOs, our law enforcement officers. And today, we are blessed to have a host of Law Enforcement Day radio show, Mr. John Jay. Again, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, John. It's my pleasure. Glad to be here. Hey, John, you know, one of my favorite shows is uh, Mike and Molly, and I still actually go to sleep with the seasons on at Mike and Molly because there's a laugh track. But one thing I've noticed when this attack on law enforcement by the by the progressives, by the liberals, by the Democrats, by the Antifa and Black Lives Matter is they basically made everything police related bad. I mean, they pulled the show Cops off TV. It was one of the best shows ever because they didn't want to humanize law enforcement. I mean, it's a conscious effort to to stoke this battle of black people against law enforcement. It breaks my heart. But, you know, when I'm watching Mike and Molly at the beginning where Mike uh, uh, proposes to Molly, his girlfriend, he, he talks about why he became a police officer. You know, I'm a leadership trainer. Uh, I'm a counselor. Uh, I really get into the meaning because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. That where logotherapy teaches us that human beings are built with a will to meaning. Uh, our little kids ask, "Why, Daddy? Why is that happening? Why is that? Happening? Why did he say that to her?" Because we're working to fill in blanks. So I always like to ask the question, "Why? What stirred you up? What? Why did you want to become a police officer when you first entered the the force?" Well, first, I, I went to a, a high school seminary. I really thought long and hard about becoming a priest. 
but to be honest with you, the I didn't have the calling. The, the celibacy part was just something I was not prepared for. <laughs> yeah, rule me out. <laughs> yeah, and exactly what happened was, well, I want to continue in a field where I can do something to be of service in my community. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why I chose police work. And then also part of it was uh, this idea that people who were weaker, smaller, infirmed, elderly, whatever, were defenseless against bullies or people who wanted to rip them off for their their gain really bothered me. Um, so that mm. was a big part of. I was actually working as a taxi cab driver in Norfolk, Virginia, about eighteen years old, and I picked up a woman at the airport. She said her husband was a like retired colonel in the air force, and he was supposed to meet her. He wasn't there, and and she needed a ride home. And we got there. His car was in the driveway. She said, "Can you bring my luggage in? Because something doesn't seem right." And it got there, and this retired colonel was sitting in his chair, and he he shot himself and taking his own life by shooting himself in the face. I was exposed at 18 years of age. I'm like, I need to do something to, I can't prevent that, but I need to try to help. And that's part of what solidified that. Wow. And you, you probably met tens of thousands of police officers, cops, little LEOs in your lifetime, correct? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, there's, yeah, and constantly we talk to them in the radio show. Yep. Well, that's what I was wondering. How many police officers have you talked to? Because you do this all the time on the radio show. You've been on your radio for, what, 18 years now? I've been a uh, full-time broadcaster about 15. I'm also a music radio mm-hmm. DJ uh, in the Florida Keys. Yeah, you started <laughs> I started the Law Enforcement Day show about four years ago as a podcast only. Then it got picked up by radio. It's been syndicated about a year and a half now. Um, and in that time, we've done probably 250 interviews, uh, primarily active retired law enforcement officers, spouses, mm-hmm. survivors of those who've been killed in line of duty, those who've been severely injured, and victims of crime. Uh, and they all have they have inspiring stories about how they got through what they went through. Mm. And how, by the way, how can people listen to that podcast or radio show? What's the best way for them to find out where you're how, how to listen? Well, just go to letradioshow.com, the Be Heard tab, and in there you find the uh, Law Enforcement Radio Show. Uh, Episodes after radio become available as a podcast, so you can listen there, subscribe, it's free, and get uh, the two episodes a week to come out. So you can listen from anywhere on the planet. We do. We have listeners from everywhere. Awesome. And uh, you definitely have a voice for radio. I don't know if you have a face for radio, but you definitely <laughs> have, a, have a voice for radio. I love you got that perfect voice, a great voice. But uh, let me ask you, of all the people you've talked to, because you've talked to a lot of police officers outside of the radio show in your, 18, in your dozen years, whatever it was, on, on, on the force, how many people do you think became a police officer? because they wanted to make an impact, just like you shared your story. What percentage, if you had to pick a percentage, do you think had a similar reason for becoming a law enforcement officer like you did? I would say probably 60 to 70% came into it with that calling as a, as a vocation for that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, others came in because they, they thought it was good pay or good benefits or whatever, and either fell in love with it and stayed, or they quickly mm-hmm. left. Uh, but that, I'd say the vast majority had a calling to be police. Mm. And it's a tough job, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot of stress. I mean, I know I've studied, I've worked with a lot of law enforcement. Uh, issues of divorce, of abuse uh, are high. I mean, uh, I've I, I read years ago, like you, and you had said it, that more police officers die from their own gun than from another. But a lot of those deaths are in suicide, correct? Yeah. 
uh, suicide always outranks line of duty deaths, uh, with the exception maybe this year and 9-11. But COVID deaths uh, are so high. Um, If you take those two out of the the equation, it's always, almost always more deaths by suicide than line of duty. Well, and here's the thing, because I, I study the mind, and I always tell people this, like with Kate Spade. Kate Spade hung herself on a doorknob. Uh, I mean, I said, I asked people this, do you understand how much pain someone has to be, first of all, to take their life, but second of all, to lay down and choke yourself slowly where you could stand up and breathe again? So I tell people this, the pain that someone has to have, that law enforcement officer, to put a service revolver to their head, in their mouth, whatever it is, and pull the trigger, that their pain, their uncomfortableness mentally is so great. And and see, I teach about perceptual positions, John. My background's in neuro-linguistic programming, which is basically the owner manual to the human experience. And there are three perceptual positions. There's first position, second position, third position. First position is self. That's where we see the world through our own eyes. Second position is others, where we actually have empathy, where we step into another person's shoes and we see the situation from their experience. And third position is overview, kind of like you're watching it on a, on a video playback where you detach. And too few people ever get out of first position where they're just seeing it from their own eyes and step in second position, which is others, to, to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And so one of the reasons why I've helped so many people over the last 30 years is I actually get into people's shoes. And, and as I, I've walked in many law enforcement officers' shoes, just put on the experience, never carried a gun with a uniform like that. But I'm talking about just psychologically stepping into their experience. And I got to tell you, uh, it was so painful, the confusion. Uh, and this was before all this lies about, you know, uh, cops wanting to kill black people and all that. Let me let me ask you, there's there's also a lot of great stuff that happens with law enforcement officers. So tell me, in your career dealing with law enforcement officers, being a law enforcement officer, what is the best story you ever heard or the best, most positive thing you ever experienced on, the, on that side of, of being a police officer? It was 90% of the job. It- Look, most of the encounters we had with people were not adversarial. They were not hostile. And even when we had to arrest people, they weren't. They People knew me. They knew my name. They gave you nicknames because you had the same officers working the same post every day. Uh, and that's the way it used to be where I policed. Um, one of my favorite memories was on the very rare occasions where it was slow, typically on Saturday or Sunday mornings, in the spring or summer when we wore short sleeves, You'd sit down in your radio car, we'd have the window down, and little kids come talk to you. And that was one of the best things ever because you're just another guy. You're a guy in the neighborhood they see every day. And you have a job to do, but you're not the enemy. You're certainly not this occupying force. On the other side of that, Mr. Black, is being at the scene of some of these kids when they're four years older, where they're shot and killed in the street because they shorted the drug man. Uh. One too many times. Uh, they got the count wrong, and they and they killed him in the street. And you're the last person that sees them. You're the last one trying to comfort them as they take their dying breaths. Their family's not there. And certainly politicians and activists aren't there. Wow. Wow. Again, talk about humanity. That's that's what's missing today. That's why they took the cop shows off, live uh, live PD or whatever they're called, because they they didn't want the, the humanization. You're, you, law enforcement officers are, are people. They just have a job. They wear a badge with a lot more pressure, a lot more responsibility. And when you screw up, everybody knows about it and everybody comes after you. 
And so the humanity part, and I want you to know, my son, I got a five-and-a-half-year-old son, Benaya, he loves police officers. I mean, whenever we drive by and see a cop car, we point at it, and he always, I mean, and they give them stickers sometimes. and go. I, I, I tell you, they love when children come around them. And I was talking about Mike and Molly, but, and Mike was telling a story about why he became a cop, and he said his dad was a cop. Uh, and every morning his dad would put on a suit and, you know, his, his police uniform and all that, and his son Mike would ask his dad where he's going. He's going, and he'd say, Big Smile. Big Smile, his last name is Biggs. And so he would walk. The same, the old days in Chicago, he'd have that block, he'd have his beat, and he would walk that beat. And so every morning when he got up, he'd say, Big Smile. And Mike, the little kid, kept thinking he was saying, Big Smile <laughs> versus Big Smile. But again, I know it's just a, a TV show, but that really touched me because, again, I know that people do what they do for a reason. No one does anything because. And I know so many law enforcement officers. I've wept with them. I've laughed with them. I've had drinks with them. I've saved their marriages. I've saved, helped them save their life by putting down uh, a weapon. And so, man, just the, these are normal people who have a love for people, who have a want to make a difference, who believe that uh, there's good stuff out there, and their job is to keep the bad stuff at bay. And uh, we're getting ready to go to heartbreak. But what I want to do after break is I want to go through some of the stats because we're told all the time – uh, that cops kill all these black people and, and you know, the death by cop is a huge crisis in the black community. And, and you know, and I know that that's not true. And I want to go through some specific data. So I am Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about law enforcement officers. And with us is John Jay, who's host of Law Enforcement Today radio show. We'll be back in three minutes. all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Tune in each Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Freedom 1570 for Garden Talk Radio. It's the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener Radio Show. Topic-focused, guests from across the country, and answering your garden questions. Submit your questions right now at gardentalkradio at gmail.com or call us anytime at 1-800-927-SHOW. That's every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Freedom 1570. Catch the replay Sunday afternoons 2 to 3 p.m. 
Quit smoking now for half price through this special offer from Breathe Therapy and this station. Get one Breathe Therapy program for $250. Breathe Therapy is fast, easy, and effective. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. The attacks on our police and the terrorism of our cities threaten our very way of life. Any politician who does not grasp this danger is not fit to lead our country. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we have a special guest with us, John Jay of Law Enforcement Today Radio. Uh, and, John, let's, uh, let's go ahead and focus. I'm changing my approach. I can share stats whenever, uh, but uh, the stats do not lay out the facts that they want to tell us, that uh, uh, black people are not killed at a higher rate uh, than anybody else with law enforcement uh, so I, I don't want to waste our time on that right now. I can do that on any show. Why well, I got you here, I want to know more about the radio show because you have a passion for radio, correct? Oh, yeah. I love radio. It's, uh, it, it probably helped save my life after leaving uh, police work because it gave me a, a purpose and a way to positively impact people in their daily living, even if it's only making them smile for 10 seconds on the drive to work. Amen. Amen. So tell us about your radio show. What do you do on the radio show? Uh, what do, can people expect to, to hear and experience when they listen to it? The primary thing I do is I, I provide a platform for law enforcement officers, other first responders, victims of crime, their family members, uh, survivors, to tell their stories from their perspective of what they went through. Uh, because, you know, in, in talk radio, as much as I love it, uh, that we, we are inundated with people who supposedly are experts giving their opinions about what might happen. And everybody can argue that. Like you said, stats. People can argue stats all day long. But what you can't do is you can't argue with someone's experience. So when we have Jason Schechterly, who was on the first 48, he was in Phoenix Police Department. He was rear-ended on a call in a Ford Crown Victoria, which caught fire, and he almost died. He severely burned. This guy told me that I have to wake up and find a purpose every day. When a guy like that can tell you how he got wow. beyond catastrophic injuries and he, he stays motivated and how he uses that to inspire him to help other people, we can all do that. So that's what I feature in the show. I try to do what's, what Investigation Discovery Channel does for television with radio. Mm. 
And I love uh, ID. I love that channel. I love that channel. And so, do you? Where do you? Are these uh, people that you know from your experience, or do you go out and seek them out? I mean, how do you find your guests and all that? How do you do that? In the very beginning, it was fi- is searching to find guests. Now it's they're they're coming to me, and uh, it's very few of people I've worked with. I've deliberately not made this show about me and my experiences. It's not about me. It's about the guests and what they went through. Uh, and so we have. Uh, blue suicide uh, groups that, that send people my way. We have concerns of police survivors send people my way. We have other retired police coming. We have police chiefs uh, coming. Uh, a real quick thing I heard on television, this may not be popular with your audience being in Minneapolis. Uh, okay. Mike McCarthy, the, form, the former coach of the Green Bay Packers, got fired, and he said he was so bitter. He was so bitter he couldn't even watch a, a football game. Uh, he's now the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And he said, I had to learn to get over being bitter so I could get better. And and that there's a, mm. a purpose in life afterwards. And that's what I think a lot of my guests say and tell the stories. I had to get over. It's a young cop in, in, in Oklahoma. He was a sergeant. He's a SWAT team member. He got shot with an AR-10 twice, actually three times, uh, totally destroyed his arm. He got fired by the department because he can't do the job anymore. That's a horrible story. Mm. But he tells about how he got through that and how he and his wife continue on with their family and try to find a positive in life. That's something we can all use. Amen. Amen. And there's a great book by John Bevere about 20 years ago. It came out, but I just listened to it again, called The, uh, the Bait of Satan. And it talks about the spirit of offense and how you see it all in America today. Everybody's offended. We're keeping record of what happened 400 years ago, you know, with Kavanaugh, what, what he did 37 years ago. There's no forgiveness. There's no mercy. There's no grace. There's, there's no, uh, what do they call it in uh, law enforcement when you go beyond a certain time that you can no longer be prosecuted for something? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you know, uh, yeah, there's no statute of limitations on our lives anymore. Uh, and, and that's why I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, because I know that uh, God paid it all. God's forgiven me for everything I've done and haven't done. I, I, I wish we were more like God in that regard. So let me, let me ask you, we only have a couple minutes left. What is the mindset today? You deal with a lot of police officers. Uh, how, are, how is a typical law enforcement officer feeling today with this environment they're in? What's going on in their head and heart? The, the predominant feeling I'm getting from people who are still on a job is, and I hate to say this, it's not my family, and I'm not going to put myself in danger. I'll be there when I get there. Because the, yep. the repercussions of if I have to arrest someone who is going to resist and fight and shoot, I could be wind up being prosecuted. Even though I did everything by training, by the letter of the law, I could be arrested and prosecuted. My family loses everything. So that means you and wow. I are on our own. Yep. And I, and I hate to say, I don't blame them. I mean, that's, I know that sounds bad, and I'm not a cop. I, I, I need police officers, and I don't blame them. This is, you know, even though I'm in uh, the radio shows out of Minneapolis, I'm actually right now in Dallas. I do this live from Dallas, and so I'm a Cowboys fan, although I'm not a fan of the NFL anymore. I'm not watching more NFL because of what they're doing with the Black Lives Matter stuff. But, uh, you know, I just saw this today. Minneapolis City Council alarmed by surging crime. Months after voting to defund the police, Oops. says Minneapolis City Council members just two months ago moved to eliminate police department. But now they're sounding the alarm during 
a Wednesday meeting about a surge in crime. Council members pressed police chief Madaria Arredondo about the uptick in crimes that included daylight carjackings, robberies, assaults, shootings, and street racing. Quote, residents are asking, where are the police, <laughs> said Council Member Jamal Osman, noting that constituents' calls the Minneapolis Police Department have gone unanswered. What? Quote, that is the only public safety option they have at the moment, MPD. They rely on MPD, and they are saying they are nowhere to be seen. Who would blame them, right, Jay, John, right? Who would blame them? I, I don't blame them at all. Look. The Minneapolis nope. City Council got what they asked for. They got what they wanted. Yep. And now they yep. decide they don't want that. And, and it's not so much about violent crime. Look, when you have a, a first response, you have a, a medical emergency at home and called 911, the first person usually there is a police officer. Because a fire truck, yep. they're quite a distance away. So if they're not rushing to get yep. to the bank robbery, guess what? They're not rushing to get to your, your family's heart attack. Yep. Amen. And, it, this and you is know what? The government is making happen. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 bad. Oh, it's sad. It's sad. It is is the law of causality. And you know they started separating. You know they, what they do is they separate out groups so they can attack them better. And what they started doing, if you remember, it was ICE. They first started separating ICE, and then to where in Seattle and Portland, where now police officers weren't allowed to go to the defense of ICE officers. They're both LEOs. Uh, and now, now I'm seeing it with law enforcement officers, cops, where they used to stage at fire departments. And now they basic fire departments have now not allowed them to stage. You see how we're separating each other uh, to pick them off? It just makes me sick. It makes me sad. And that's why I wanted to have you on here. I'd love to have you on a regular basis just to share the police side of things. Uh, again, before we break, uh, let people know how they can listen to law enforcement today, the radio program. How do they listen? Well, you can go to letradioshow.com, the Be Heard tab, find it there as a podcast. And just check us out on Facebook. Do a search on Facebook for a Law Enforcement Today radio show. Click like and follow. Uh, all the episodes and, uh, and radio locations are promoted there. Awesome. We're going to get you off radio here, but anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before I let you go? Hey, be safe, be kind, and, and try to try to just be a little bit more patient, understanding with each other. That goes for everyone. Amen. Amen. That's good words. That sound like they come from Jesus so, himself. So uh, great meeting you, John. Looking forward to what God has in store for us together as we depart. Okay. You have a great day, John. Thanks, brother. Be good. All right. You too. That was John Jay, who is uh, he's host of the radio show Law Enforcement Today. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to realize that cops are people, too. Uh, they put on their pants. They have the same needs, the same fears, the same desires. And they are living, breathing human beings. They want to love and be loved. They want to be safe. They want to know they matter. They want. We all want to know we're special. We all want to be able to provide for our families. You know, what we're lacking in this world today is understanding. We need to be willing to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Don't let this hatred, don't let the lies of Black Lives Matter. It's just about votes. Black Lives Matter is nothing more than a political organization that wants to get Joe Biden elected. Look, I mean, they've had a billion dollars donated in the last seven years. How many inner-city black families have gotten any of that money? How many inner-city schools have gotten any of that money? It's not. It goes to politicians. How do you think Joe Biden raised $400 million in one month? Black Lives Matter. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. I have a message for all of you. 
the crime and violence that today afflicts our nation will soon, and I mean very soon, come to an end. Thanks, brother. Hi, PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. Are you in need of a new washer and dryer, a new stove, dishwasher, or refrigerator? Do you prefer top brands like LG, Frigidaire, Whirlpool? Are you dragging your feet due to the cost and feeling like more often than not you'd be overpaying for these appliances? Well, here at PJ's, we've solved that problem for you. Our clients, many of whom are listeners to this station as well, have already saved hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars by shopping at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Our everyday standard pricing is 40 to 70% less than the average appliance store. We're not talking the inflated MSRP pricing. We're talking real, everyday pricing. So before you purchase an appliance, it's well worth a quick visit to our store to see what we have in stock and how much money we can save you. At PJ's, we proudly offer basic and extended warranty options along with professional appliance delivery and removal services. Go to PJsApplianceOutlet.com. That's PJsApplianceOutlet.com where every deal is a steal. Ringing liberty and truth. 